Welcome back to another episode of Beyond the Vows. My name is La Flower and I'm Marcus. We are super excited that we just completed our first month. That's correct. One month down. How are you feeling about that, babe? Uh, it's pretty spectacular right now. It's amazing. Uh, considering we didn't think we would be doing uh, this, and considering we're, what is this, episode four? Yeah, I think so. Oh, episode five. Episode five. See, I can't even see. <laughs> so, yeah, this is awesome. This is amazing. I'm very happy to be here. Happy that you guys are tuning in with us, and hopefully we can uh, keep you entertained for the next hour or so. So, <laughs> what you got, babe? So, we got to remind everybody, right? If you are watching on Facebook, if you're watching on YouTube, definitely subscribe to the channel, like the page, right? Um, share the video, like the video, because we definitely want to know um, who's watching, how you're watching, and uh, give, leave us some comments below, um, and even topics, show topics that you guys want us to talk about. We're definitely open to it, right? Yeah, definitely. Right? So I know going into this, babe, I didn't know if we could actually, like how we were going to manage our schedules, right? And I know some of parents out there and couples out there, it's like you want to do more things, you want to expand, you want to grow, um, but a lot of times our plate is so full that we, um, you know, we use that term, our plate is so full that we don't find time or make things a priority. Um, and so what are some of the things that you've been able to do to commit to adding something new onto your plate? Well, basically, like you said, you got to have a schedule, you got to have a plan. Uh, especially when you're dealing with a family of many, uh, like we have an Excel family, so everything has to be documented, everything has to be unscheduled, um, everybody has to be on the same page. Um, it gets overwhelming, my schedule myself, I can't speak for my wife, but for me, my schedule is hectic. Um, I don't really have downtime, like right now I'm extremely exhausted, I actually want to go night-night right now, but um, I have to push through this. Right. And you'll find that, you know, life is really about operating when you're tired. You know, you're going to be in a deficit a lot of times, but, you know, you have a, a greater purpose, a greater audience that you're trying to reach, a greater, you know, just a greater vision uh, than that right. of your own. And so you're going to push through. But um, getting back to what we're talking about is basically having a schedule, making sure everybody's on the same page. Um, and sometimes you'll figure out that you can't fit things and you can't extend yourself too far. Right. As my father... <laughs> Shout out to you, Dad. Loves to say burning the candle on both ends, and sometimes you, I do feel like that, and you will find yourself like that. So sometimes right. you have to take stuff off your plate. Don't get overwhelmed. Don't put more than what you can handle. So right, right, and you know we always talk about those seasons that you have to go on, right? Those seasons of you know in our in our network marketing business, we you know we go hard for forty days and forty nights. That just means that during that time you're running to hit a new rank, to hit a new position, or to launch. And that's what we're doing right now. So we already knew adding this onto our plates would be a challenge, right? And sure. one of the things that we found is that we definitely have to support each other. Like, because Marcus's schedule is so busy on Sundays, I make sure everything's pretty much done for him. You know, his food is ready, the kids are out of his hair, um, or they're, they're taking care of whatever it takes so that his day is as um you know when it comes to the weight of the family it was as minimal as possible and i think that that's super important right um but i think in these seasons where you're you're adding something onto your plate don't be afraid of the tiredness don't be afraid of the grind um don't be afraid of pushing yourself to limits that you didn't even know that you could go to um what do you think about that babe like pushing yourself beyond your limits i know you played sports played football, baseball, all of those things. And I'm pretty sure there were times when it was the fourth quarter and 
your body was tired, but mentally you had to push through. Well, that's what I just said. I mean, majority of our people be living, you're gonna be working and doing things like that. So you can be tired, you're gonna be exhausted, but you still have to push through. You still have to come home, cook, clean, deal with your kids, deal with homework, then give them baths, them to bed, and you right. deal with your spouse. Then you have to do any extra reading, writing, uh, putting a uh, presentation together, to make phone calls and emails, marketing, doing kind of planning, checking your schedules, getting ready for phone calls, doing all these things. So. It's all about prioritizing your time, um, and that's very important. Uh, like I said, you definitely have a plan of action because you can just be a chicken with your head cut off. Just mm-hmm. because you're moving a lot does not mean you're being productive. Right. You right. have to be. It has to be intentional and scheduled, and on purpose energy, and not just just being busy. But like my saying, like we end the show, is never settle. Always take it to the next level. So it's like. Even though you are tired, even though there's things that you want to, like, be honest, my wife's one of her favorite things for her is to sleep and rest and take <laughs> really? naps. Take naps when it Yes, is. I love a good nap, y'all. Um, but what can you obviously get done if you always take a nap? So it's like there has to be a sacrifice to be made to be great, you know. So um, never sell them take to the next level basically means, like, hey. You got to go get it, right? Yeah, you got to grind and go get it. Um, and I think for our kids, it's important to see us be productive, like constantly moving and making our recreating ourselves. That's what it is. And adding on new skills, taking on new challenges, because I don't want them to see us getting comfortable mm-hmm. um, because we know that nothing comes out of comfort, uh, complacency, being comfortable. nothing positive. Right, right. Because we can dream all day long, we can create vision boards, we can do all these things, we can, you know, talk the talk, but you actually got to get out there and do it, right? Faith is what? Faith is action. Because <laughs> we talk about that all the time. It's like God's going to give you opportunities, He's going to open doors for you, but you got to work that thing out. You got to walk yourself through that. So if you're watching, have you guys ever been in a situation where you have to? You know, you had to go hard in the paint, right? You had to push yourself um, beyond levels of your comfort zone. You had to get uncomfortable. You had to uh, push yourself mentally um, to go to that place. And that's what I call it for myself when I know I'm going to be in a season of of pushing and grinding and and launching something new. Like we're in the process of launching Uncommon Faith, um, you know, a, a leg of our ministry and stuff like that. And so you got to push. Lisa, you were absolutely, you got to, we know that you were expanding to a whole new level. And I we, I definitely halfway understand the mental capacity that you got to stretch yourself, right? But I like that um, someone used an analogy when it says that God can only bless you according to your capacity, right? And they use the analogy of a thumbnail. Like God's blessings are as big as the ocean. And if you're at a thumbnail, then that's all you can fill up, right? If you're a bucket, you can go to the ocean and scoop up that much. Then you can grow to a barrel and then the size of a pool, a dump, you know, just you can just grow and grow and grow. But in order to grow, you gotta you gotta never settle and you gotta always take it to that next level. And that can be a strain on you personally, that could be a strain on your marriage, your relationship. Um, your with your children, but one thing that we found out is communication is definitely going to be key, and um, being showing that compassion. We talked about that compassion and, um, earlier when we were going over scriptures with the kids. Um, you got to show compassion to the people that you're working with. What does that do for the relationships and for the growth? Then, as far as what, okay. like when you're showing compassion to people that you're working with, like you got to show about, me compassion. Are you talking about specifically? Yeah, in the marriage, in relationships, or with a team. Like if you're working, if you're building a, if you're building a business, whatever you're growing towards, you got to show each other compassion, right? If you're on a team right what, now. What's the definition of compassion? To show grace, I, I say to give grace to people, to understand that there's a reason behind whether whether um, they have missed the deadline or why they're so tired or why they're so snappy or irritable, and you got to show compassion to them because you don't know the situation that they've been in. So basically, at this particular point in my life uh, I've been through some things I've seen some things and I've had different relationships with people and so uh, 
I used to, in my younger days, look at the person, like if they snapping, going on, cussing, fussing, fighting, and arguing, and I'm just like, I'm reacting to, in the moment of what they're going through. That's right. the young me. Right. But the more mature me is looking like, why are they going through? What what have they gone through? Because it's like three, there's three parts of your life, right? It's either you're going into a storm, you're in the midst of the storm, or you're coming out. It's like, that's that's what, that's what life is about. Right. It's either you're, like, you're getting ready, getting prepared, you know it's about to come, you're in the midst of it, you're uncomfortable, it doesn't feel good, but you got to ride this thing out and you're coming out. You've come out better, wiser, stronger, and faster and more knowledgeable to prepare you for the next phase. So I look at people now and I'm like, they're snapping, they're arguing, they're fussing, they're fighting because they're going through. Now, when it comes to uh, they're going through something and you can't just look at them, look at the situation. So you have to show compassion. So when it comes to your spouse, you should know your spouse better than anybody else. You know what they're going through, what season they're in, if their job is stressful, is their boss getting on your nerves, if they're spending a lot of time with the kids, the kids are overwhelming them, they got a lot of things going on. So you have to be sympathetic, understanding, and uh, it's about compromising too, Mm, um, what your spouse is going through. And not, my thing is, I try to not to be the one to add more stress onto my wife. You don't want to be the reason why they're tipped over into the dark side. <laughs> so you definitely want to bring them back into the light. You, you want to help them unplug from wherever disaster zone they're in right now and help them recenter, refocus, and which we're going to talk about because we definitely want to get you guys as couples to recenter, refocus, to get back to the basis of you guys. You are the foundation of your family. You're the foundation of your children. You're the foundation of your legacy. So if your foundation is not secure, the legacy is not going to last. So we're going to get to some simple tips, which is pretty basic. It's just getting back to one-on-one. Sometimes we get involved. We get married for so long. We don't date each other. We don't go back to what the spice and pizzazz was that got us attracted to each other in the beginning. Mm -hmm. We lose that because we get lost in the sauce of life, lost in the sauce of kids and drama and what we're going through. But you just need to set aside time for each other, understand and be compassionate with each other's struggles because y'all both two people trying to make this whole puzzle of marriage work. So you right. have to be understanding. I know I'm talking about but no, I want to get some man. No, I know I was just but it's like you really have to be compassionate to each other. And that's a lot of problems. Spouses are not compassionate. You're like, well, why aren't you doing this? Why is this? Why is this? Is it? But you're not looking at the situation for what it is. Why isn't that like you come along? Like the man comes up, well, why is the house all over the place? Why the kid? Like, why is the house? Why? Think about it, brother. Why is the house? Because she's tired. She's got other things going on. She's working. She's trying to deal with the kids. You know, she's trying to. You know, when you're dealing with the kids, that's a whole. That's a whole job in itself. You know, from the time the kids hit the door from school, it's she's got to turn it on. So, yeah, she may not have your plate ready, although my wife is wonderful about that. Like, today, I tried to go in and get my food. She hit me on the hand, like, nah, I got this. And I was like, baby, I can make it. She's like, no, 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 I got it. So, you know, I'm treated like a king. So, and I'll be honest with you, that's, that's amazing. That's what you want as a husband. Your wife should be heated, treating you like a king because you treat her like a queen. You treat her like royalty, which means... You're going to help her through her process, help her through her downs, and when she's stressed out, and it's like, hey, let me help her out with the kids real quick. Let me help, you know, let me do the homework, you know what I'm saying? Let me help them get in the bath. Let me help them get them ready for bed and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Or she's got to do something like, babe, do you need me to help you with this phone call? Do you need me to help you send something? Do you need me to do something for you? Help alleviate each other's stress, and I promise you. Your spouse will be more supportive. They will be understanding and be like, dang, thank you for that. Thank you. I'm not in this battle by myself. It's all right, babe. And I would also say sometimes showing compassion is silent. Like, you don't have to say it. Sometimes, like, my husband will know when I'm like, and he'll just come and give me a hug. Or he'll he'll just say, you know what, hey, babe, I know. He'll just ask me if I'm okay because he knows that I'm not. And he's like, I know you. I know when you're frustrated. I know when you irritated with me. I know when, you know, something going on at work. I know when the kids, it's like, but, and that comes from paying attention to those, paying attention to those slight adjustments, right? Those non, that nonverbal body language and things like that. And sometimes he'll just, you know, 
grab the kids or he'll, you know, get the, the we call them the littles, and he'll, you know, bring them in the room and talk to them like, what is going on? Because he knows that whatever's going on, it's got me out of my, it's, it, it has me off a little bit. So I just want to go ahead and jump into it. So, because um, I know we have, like I said, we want to be on schedule, on plan. We All right. So, schedule. yeah. So we're going into May, right? So yep. look, it's May, May 2nd, now. Right? It's May 2nd now. I forget. So May obviously is National Date Your Mate Month. I don't know if you guys are aware of that, but definitely research that, Google that, and look that up. But it is a National Date Your Mate. Date month. Your Mate. So with this being said, and what I was talking about, getting back to the basics, getting back to the original glue for the family is you guys, the husband and the wife. What can we do? What should they do as far as like? Getting back to the basics, what are simple things that they can do? What do we do? To, um, um, well, I know fresh? last week when uh, the Browns were on, they said that they, they record TV shows and they watch them together. I thought that was kind of cute. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know there are shows on demand series that um, we watch together, um, spending that time together. We got a movie we're going to try to watch after this. Um, but I like, um, because most of our life is surrounded by either work or the, the kids and the family. I like just the time when we're able just to step away out of the house just for a little bit. And, you know, it doesn't have to be anything spectacular. I think some of our, some of the most memorable time that we've had together is just riding in the car, just like going and like a, on a Sunday stroll, um, we go and get us some fast food or whatever, or we get us some takeout and we just, and we just ride, um, or we'll find some place and um, buy a lake or something. Remember the neighborhood we went to and had a lake, and we had our um, food there um, with the lakes and the ducks and, and stuff I'll like that. Say, and I even say, I know it's the pandemic, and I know Corona's out there, and a lot of people are like, I don't like to go out. Something is basic. It's just going for a walk. Yes. You know, every day, and it's also health the body for the fitness part the aspect. Uh, staying healthy, just take you 30, 45 minutes to walk with your spouse, talk, and you'll be surprised. That's that time of quiet when you guys are walking, y'all able to talk and express yourselves and talk about many different things. So something as simple as that, like she's saying, just take a ride. Like I like to take cruises. I like to go in a car. When I say cruises, cruising in a car, got my music on, got my wife there. We'll go through the history of us, but it's like we did really didn't have opportunity to date each other in our beginning. So this is our opportunity to take that time to do what we should have did many, many moons ago. So it's like it's like I feel like a teenager. I got my, my, my teenage girlfriend with me. I went and picked her up at the parents' house. We're going for a ride. So that's how I feel. I mean we go get something to eat. We sit in the car, go to the park, talk, talk about life goals, like purposes, our children, what do we want to accomplish, different things. But it's just getting back to the basis of you guys, keeping things fresh, keeping things renewed, conversating, talking to each other. And it's not always, sometimes it's not always, uh, as my wife said, rainbows and, and butterflies. Sometimes there's real issues that come. I remember we had a falling out one time. Uh, we went to a very four that's or five star uh, restaurant that's known in the city. And I was surprising my wife. I had everything, I had called in. Got reservations, got ballet, uh, got us a nice little table. We get there. My wife, she's like, oh, this is nice. But during this period in time, we were going through a midst of a storm in our relationship. And I did this so we can have a place of, I thought, was a neutral ground where we can talk and be okay. But the problem was we were still in defense mode with each other. I had my walls up. She had her walls up. We want to get our points off. We weren't really listening. And this actually exploded in this restaurant. Not to the fact we were making a scene, but it was just like, I don't even remember what it I ate. It was almost like a I don't quiet know what she explosion, ate. right? I don't know what happened. It was just a horrible disaster. We had, actually, we had to go back later on, which was like a year later or so. No, to, it was a couple years. It was many years Right, later. you're right about that. To experience this restaurant again, because our first experience was, it wasn't even the restaurant's fault. It was us. We were just at each other's throats inside this restaurant. So you're going to have those moments that it's not always peaches and cream, don't get me wrong, but you need those times, and they help. Even though we blew up, we got it all out. We got that time. You don't have that time. If you're not together, you're not going to find out what the issue is, period, good or bad. Right. So 
Um, and I think that allowed us, like you said, those times allow you to be honest with each other. Because yeah. I, I think so so many times earlier in our relationship, we weren't honest with each other. We didn't share our true feelings. Like It just wasn't there, that total transparency, because I didn't know if I could, I love Marcus, but I didn't know if I could fully trust him with me being 110% authentic. And sharing my true feelings, and later on, I found out you felt the same way, right? Yeah. And that storm really taught us so much about each other. One that we could stick through it, that we could weather the storm. But two, it also showed us that we did truly love and care about each other. We were just like Marcus always says, we were in the right, we were in the right book, just on two different chapters, trying to get to the same ending. Um, and I think a lot of times we try to hold up because we think we're protecting our spouse. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I give your spouse an opportunity to to help. You know, right. you don't know what they're capable of. Like she said, we were afraid to open up because we felt like they were going to take advantage of our feelings. But this, right. if, but if this is your life partner, this is the person that loves you and supports you. They're going to be there regardless. So it's like just be open, be transparent, speak mm-hmm. your piece, and say what it is. Right. And and let the chips fall where they may. And you'll be surprised. And like I said, we didn't give each other the opportunity to be there for each other. And we we responded not like we thought. And it's like, you know, I or you'd be like, I don't want to say this because I know he's going to have attitude. Right. You know that. Mm-hmm. You really don't know that. You're judging him on other situations. So, totally. Oh, you judge each other on the past. Like in the past, when I tried to say this, and sometimes we were immature in our past or we were and sometimes we would hold on to things that happened earlier on in our relationship and earlier on in our marriage and we would still charge each other with those same sins, right? Man, that's the worst thing you can do. And that's what, like, before you used to do this or you have did this in the past when both of you guys have come to that agreement, we're not going to bring up the past, but somehow you're still holding on to the past and it's going to hinder you from being able to truly experience each other in the most beautiful, amazing way. Um, Acknowledgement is, is going to be key. And all of this stuff happens when you make time for each other. So sometimes date night, it, it won't be all about love and roses and, and peaches and cream and sprinkles and daisy. It'll be an opportunity to have those courageous conversations with you, with each other because you're supposed to, iron is supposed to sharpen iron. You guys are supposed to make each other stronger and it took we would always say let me know if you remember this babe we would always say like when it comes to our um our health journey or when it comes to my mouth because i i'm getting i'm so much better than i used to be right um we would say you know what if you see me getting off track with my workout or you see me eating too late at night say something to me but do you know when he said something to me or when i said something to him guess what happened what happened babe i don't know we would snap at each other like, this is my body. Like, let me live. Like, oh, mm-hmm. you remember that? Oh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> like, if I'm going, you know, if it's, it, this is my body. I want to live now. Um, but now we're able to have those conversations and we're like, you know what, babe, you're right. You're my accountability partner. And I appreciate you being accountable, uh, you know, and helping me through this journey because it's not easy. What do you think about being your spouse's accountability partner and how hard was that? For us to get to a better place. I mean, honestly, you, you, it's a good thing. It's healthy, like you said. But I mean, that that comes with your your spouse um, being on board of what you're trying to do. Right. Um, they have to be supportive to some point of what you're trying to do. It holds you accountable to what you're trying to do. If they don't believe in what you're doing, they're not gonna hold you accountable. So, for one, you gotta walk it and talk it. You can't yeah. just say it. You gotta do it. Right. And so, therefore, they can see the seriousness and how, you know, purposeful it is for you. Then they'll be like, you know what, let me, I see they're serious, they've been working out, they've been eating right, let me help her. And when you, or help him, and when they fall off, they're like, hey, 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 you need to get back out of the panel, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I don't want you slipping. You're looking good these days. You're getting slim, you're getting healthy. Let's stay on this thing. Let's do this. So, if they see you pushing forward and being true about what you're doing, they're going to be there for you. But I have a plug for you guys. This is also for date night. This is for me and my wife. Uh, I need to get a sponsorship. So if they are here listening at this, <laughs> we need a sponsorship. One of my great, one of my favorite places to go, and I'm just gonna put it up there. It's the melting pot. 
I don't know how the people know about the melting pot. Uh, but before you tell about melting pot, tell them about your uh, the first time I took you to melting pot. Okay, so first of all, uh, my <laughs> wife is a foodie. She was a foodie before I was a foodie. I didn't even know what a foodie was until I got with her. This lady has tried so many restaurants and been in a lot of places. Um, and uh, she loves food and uh, different types of food. And so... Um, it's your birthday. She, yeah, it was my birthday. And she told me it's fondue. And once again, like I said, I'm a typical guy. What the hell is fondue? So she was like, you know, that's cheese. And, um, you know, it's to dip the cheese. And this is an actual four-course meal. When I tell you it's four courses, it's four courses. Um, so he went along kicking and screaming mm-hmm. in the car. Like, I don't want to go here. Right, what right, are you right. Talking about? I don't remember kicking and screaming, but yeah, I, <laughs> I did go along. I was a little apprehensive to what was going on. I was like, what is this? So basically, Melting Pot is, and honestly, I'm going to be honest with you guys, it's the perfect date spot. The ambiance is great. They have the lights down. It's very intimate it's very just you and your spouse and they have different tables where it's just you two there so basically what it is it's like you have a hot plate on your table and then you prepare your food not in the kitchen it's you prepare your own food within your cooking base uh like i said it's four courses so it starts off with your salad well it starts with our cheese our uh our different cheese right oh yeah there's Oh yeah. You have your salads first, right? That's one course, and then you have your cheese the second, and they bring out. So you have your cheese, and it's melted there, and they bring out different things that you dip into the cheese. It's we normally get the spinach artichoke dip. Okay, you don't have to tell me that. <laughs> so um, they can pick their own cheese. So it has the cheese, and you dip your stuff in it, and then that's course number two. Third is you know you have your your entrees. Your entrees, and my goodness, when it comes out, it doesn't look like a lot. You like it? There's no way. I can get full of this because it comes in little parts and little pieces, but it's like a whole layout of things. And believe me, you're going to be nice and full. And then you have dessert and dessert is over the top because they bring out different types of chocolates. And then you have different things to dip into your chocolate. And I'm going to tell you also too, uh, which was already passed, but uh, they do birthdays is special for them. That's definitely holidays. Like, uh, Oh, and Valentine's day, they go off because they give, Champagne pictures and everything. Oh so, yeah, we have so many pictures from Valentine's Day. Right. So I don't want to give it all away. I want you guys to research, try it out for yourselves. It's one of Houston's best kept secrets for date night for us. We've been there a billion times. We love it. We endorse it, and hopefully one day we've taken we can get, family and friends. You know, so those try are the melting pot. It's off of Westheimer. So. All right. And so a part of date night is finding like melting pot is our place. Like whenever we. I don't think there's ever been a time where we're like, mm, I don't want to go, right? We've always like, one of us suggested, we like, cool. Um, so I challenge you guys to find, since it's date your mate may, find that spot that really works for you guys. Somebody um, gonna be like, my kitchen. And that's cool. That's fine. But sometimes if that's, sometimes your spouse may just want to get dressed up and get out the house. Like when my husband is, Dressy, he looks absolutely amazing. Yeah, I'm you do. For me, it's the sexiest thing ever. And he likes for me to get an opportunity to dress up as well. So that's why we say find at least one restaurant that you guys can really go to and just really rock it out and really enjoy each other's company. And um, it's it's just an amazing feeling. But Dana, again, Dana doesn't have to be expensive. You don't have to blow the budget. Um, there are some other affordable options, like for the person that wants to stay wants to stay home. Um, through the pandemic, we have embraced our garage even more. Hashtag garage dates um, are on the rise. What do you think about our garage dates, babe? <laughs> so, do you want to tell us specifically what we do, or are you just saying you can tell them what we do in our garage dates? That's fine. So, we don't once have again, my about. wife is a wine connoisseur. She likes to drink her wine. I've gone into my rooms. I have, uh, uh, what was that? The coconut something. No, that's my coconut room, but there's one, the Grand Marier. We oh, love yeah. that. We love mixing our drinks. And then for me, I am a, a cigar connoisseur. That's what I do. I love cigars. I love smoking. My wife smokes a little bit, but. I don't um, smoke as much as I do. No, used to. she's acting like she's got virgin lungs. <laughs> but um, that's our time. We sit in our garage. Kids know once mommy and dad are going to the garage, leave them alone. That's our own time. We're in there. 
sometimes we'll have a meal, we'll have something, some snacks, some cheese, some fruit, some stuff. Like a chicotery board. We have our board. wine, we have our drinks, and sometimes I got the TV. I will, we Maybe definitely it's the radio. We have the radio. I do have, like, my pad. I do. Now, when I'm out there, I watch stuff, but, like, when we're together, we usually listen to some jazz, some music, having that alone time. Just being at the house. Right. Now, right. we do want to get away from the house, get away from the everyday hustle and bustle of what we got to do. But when we're at home and we just want to be around each other, and I advise you guys to make time, not just to have date night, but make time for each other at home on a daily basis. Uh, whether that's, you know, uh, at night before you go to bed, um, have a conversation, some talk about scheduling, which I need to do, how your day was, how their day was, what we can do. And then, of course, that's going to lead into some. You know, some grown and sexy time, <laughs> some naughty time, which it's supposed to. Really? So, um, but you should guys make an effort every day to have that time. You know, hey, we need to come back to pray. Praying with your spouse is great, uh, awesome, and that definitely is going to keep the, the relationship together. Because spouses that pray together will stay together. That's not just a saying; that is actual facts. That's true. Um, That's true. So um, you gotta have that time, and typically our time is, and it's very hard because it fluctuates. Because we have a uh, now she is what six months. She'll be six months on Tuesday. Six months on Tuesday. So yeah, she runs the show. She runs this <laughs> at night. So uh, it's kind of hard now, but uh, we still find time to talk. We still have time to go through schedules. What's going on? How we're feeling? My wife will definitely tell me how she's feeling at work. And I'm definitely telling her how I feel on my job. So um, you got to have that, guys. you got to have communication open line. You can't just be two passion ships at night. You can't be going into bed and facing opposite directions, and there's no conversation at all. That is not a recipe for good times. It's not a good recipe for healthy for a healthy marriage and relationship. So you have to talk. You have to communicate. You have to make fun. Right, right. And um, you want to take us to commercial real quick? So, uh, yeah, before we go to commercial, um, we've already talked about, uh, what we talk about? We've talked about uh, the date night, right? Yeah, we recapped. We recapped um, last month. We're going into date night. And when we come back from our break, we don't get into our fast, right? Well, we're going to talk about uncommon faith. And the- uncommon faith and fasting. Uh, my wife is definitely going to lead into that. That's her thing. She loves that. She's on this fasting right now. Oh, she's going into a fast. I'm going to be tomorrow. actually going into a fast right now. See, I'm also doing some intermittent things Just as well. Just commercial real quick. <laughs> we'll be right back. Guys. Oh, yeah, yeah. My bad. <laughs> Life is better when you are living on purpose, but many times we get stuck in the rat race and in the mundane task of our day-to-day lives, causing most to lose sight of their purpose. That's why certified life coach, inner healer, and business strategist LaFlower Bowie is here to help you get calibrated to your calling through proven systems, techniques, and resources. Order a copy of her book, Principles to Reposition, to assist you with your journey or schedule a free clarity session to kickstart the journey. After these sessions, clients have stated they found clarity and open their eyes to things they had long forgotten. So get social and follow LaFlower on all social media platforms at LaFlower Bowie. And don't forget to mention Stunner Radio sent you. Hey guys, welcome back to Beyond the Files with Flower and Marcus. We're super excited that you guys are joining us tonight. Again, if you are watching from YouTube or Facebook, definitely like and subscribe to the page in our channel. We definitely appreciate it. Also send us some comments as far as uh, suggestions, as far as topics. And also, we're also looking for other spouses, too, that want to be on the show as well. Right. Our platform is open to everybody, so feel free. Awesome. I like that. Yeah. Um, but before we get into Uncommon Faith and explain what that is, uh, we have one more date night tip since May is Date Your Mate um, Month. So um, there's a new winery that opened um, in our community. And me and Marcus went there, but for for um, this date night, I decided to cook an amazing meal. And I said, hey, you know what? Let's be mindful of our budget and we can just go out. Um, we can grab an appetizer or dessert, um, try some of the wine there, and uh, we can uh, not kill our, our date night budget going to one place. And so that was really cool. Um, because we cooked an amazing dinner. We were able to have dinner with the kiddos um, after the kiddos went to bed and, you know, um, they wind down Friday night. We decided to check out the new winery. And so in that 
by doing that, that saved us a lot of money. And we were still able to get dressed up, feel, uh, you know, grown and sexy, and, and spend some great time. What did you think about doing that? And actually, when we were there, I felt overdressed. We did. <laughs> Like wow, I guess we didn't get the memo. Oh my gosh. It was casual Saturday, whatever that we was. We did, guys. We we definitely felt it. But it's Friday okay as Saturday. long as you feel confident and sex about yourself. I don't give a damn what everybody else looks like. And actually I want to get to that point. At some point, I'm going to get in my best that's you know, my wife is gonna get an evening gown and she's gonna put on those red bottoms or those Louis Vuittons that I actually bought a long time ago that she hasn't worn yet. And I'm gonna get my red bottoms and we gonna get us a uh uh a chaperone vehicle, and we gonna go out on the Well, you better get that tuxedo soon, because if you don't remember, we have a gala that we've been invited to, and so, and that's oh, coming okay. up in the next month or so. So we'll be uh-huh. posting some of those pictures for you guys with Mr. Bowie and his bow tie tux. You know, you got me a bow tie for me. Get him a bow tie tuck with a, uh, a tux with a bow tie. So um, that's going to be awesome. It's always fun to be able to, especially as parents, because, you know, we don't have the opportunity to really get dressed up in a You know, and there's sweats in his t-shirt at home because we're moving, and especially with, with uh, Riley J in the building, you never know when some milk going to come up. All right, guys, we're moving on to Uncommon Faith. So we are super excited about building this community of believers who just have this bold, audacious faith to to serve God and to really just um, have that relationship and that freedom, um, you know, to to live this 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 journey, this faith based journey and to just be able to be in a community community where we are just encouraging each other. We're sharing the word with each other. We're helping each other level up and increase our faith like we was talking about earlier. And uh, one of the ways that we're going to be doing that is um, doing community or corporate fast. Um, now, for my personal ministry, I've been doing um, uh, a beautifully broken fast uh, at the end of the year as you transition into the new year. And most of you guys don't know, but I'm a prophetess as well. Um, And so in my prayers over the last couple of weeks, God has really been uh, focusing on Pentecost. And we know that Pentecost is coming up. And so he was like, I want you to do a 21 day fast going into Pentecost. And so I'm excited about this fast guys, because the last fast that we did, relationships were healed. Um, in in the group, uh, uh, strongholds were broken. Come on, man. Strongholds were broken. So many things happen, and that's why you guys see me getting all geeked up because that's one of my true passions as you know a minister and a leader when it comes to faith is seeing that being a facilitator to reconnect people with our father with God and so they can definitely live their purpose driven life and just rise up to the highest calling of themselves now fasting it can be a little scary at first um I know there's a lot of um myths and things like that when you think about fasting you think about you know being dehydrated and sucking but as you transition into um into fasting it's it's a definitely a way that has helped me obtain more discipline in my faith and I've been able to carry that discipline um, throughout other areas of my life. And so the website to go to to join our community or to sign up for the fast is UncommonFaithFast.com. Again, that's UncommonFaithFast.com to join. I'm super excited. It's going to be a private community. It's not going to be on one of the the regular social media groups. we're going to be in a private group, and it's it's just going to be awesome. Now, babe, what do you think about fasting? What did you think about fasting before you, you know, went on your own fast? Uh, I'm not going to kill me for this, but uh, I thought it was a joke. Say it again. I thought it was a joke. Um, when I say that is, like, I didn't, I never fasted. I didn't know anybody personally that fast. Um, I didn't see the benefits of it. Uh, I looked at it more like a dietary thing, uh, other than a spiritual thing. But now, uh, now that I know it, I've actually done fasting and a real fast. And uh, you have to involve prayer, meditation, and they go hand in hand. And they just, oh, I'm going to stop smoking, I'm going to stop drinking, oh, I'm going to stop eating chicken. No, that is part of it. But you're supposed to replace the pleasure with prayer. 
with meditation to help you get through those because it's going to be hard. You're going to be tested. You're going to have trials and tribulations. You're going to be angry, frustrated because you're taking away a pleasure. You're taking away something. And that's what, to me, a real fast is. It's like, what can, it's like sacrifice. Yeah, it's, you're denying yourself something. Yeah, but it has to be something meaningful. You can't just right. say, I'm going to give a ketchup. Like, no. Right, it has to be a true, it has to really hit you. Right. So that, so that you can, you know, show that I'm making the sacrifice to grow. I'm making the sacrifice to get an answer. I'm exactly. making the sacrifice because sometimes we need to stand in the gap for some of our loved ones mm-hmm. who are lost, who are hurting and things like that. And so you're making this, this you're fasting and making this sacrifice, um, you know, to increase your faith and, and, and allow doors and, and to get more clarity. Um, so guys, basically what my wife is saying, and she's going to go into detail and that's what Please join the Uncommon Faith. Join this thing with the fast, with the Pentecost. It's going to be awesome. It's going to be a life-altering thing. But I'm telling you, fasting, if you're going through a deficit right now where you're confused, you don't know where you're going, doors are not opening, people are, you're just not, nothing is on cue for you. Nothing is working. You need to fast. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be honest with you. You need to fast. You need to get fast. You need to pride yourself and pray and meditate and get right. Just, just honestly. To get the to get the breakthrough that you need, to get to where you need to go, you need to fast. Right, right. I think every time we fast and every time we go through that cycle of of uh, of sacrifice, it's almost like a renewal. It's a reset. Um, it's it's a renewal. It's a reset, guys. And so that's why I'm so excited. But even more so than the fast, I'm just excited about uncommon faith and you know the ministry part of it and so many people that are being blessed. And people that are really, um, you know, because the the church has been shaken. The church is no longer, you know, what it was a year and a half ago, right? It's it's not what it is. And so the where we're at now in our faith, guys, we're going to start seeing more people gathering smaller smaller gatherings because people are really seeking a relationship with God. It's not about the show. It's not about the hooping. It's not about the hollering. It's okay to hoop and holler because I hoop and holler sometimes when I preach, guys. But it's it's more about the relationship with God. It's more about the, the true believers in God right now. And so I encourage you, even if um, you don't join the Uncommon Faith Fast this go round, I encourage you to implement giving, fasting, and praying into your faith-based lifestyle. Because Yeshua said, right, Jesus said that some things only come with fasting and praying. And that's when his disciples were trying to, you know, were trying to free this person. They were trying to deliver this person. They were trying to get this demon out of this person, but they were not strong enough to do it, right? They were not strong enough. And then when Yeshua came, when Jesus came, it happened immediately. And they were talking to him and he told them some things only come with fasting and praying. That's how you build like your your spiritual muscles, your spiritual authority, the weight of your voice in the spirit. It increases as you sacrifice. God can pour more into you. Now, I'm going to stop because I'm going to start preaching. So, guys, (laughs) please go to www.uncommonfaithfast.com. It starts tomorrow. Get in there. Sign up. This is going to be an unbelievable experience. My wife, this is awesome. She's going, and I'm telling you, whether you're mature in this or you're a novice in this, this is going to be life-changing, life-altering for you. So I advise you guys to come in and enjoy the experience. Awesome, awesome, awesome. I definitely appreciate your support, babe. But I, I get more excited because I've seen my husband go through his own private fast. I've seen him you know, really cry out to God on his own to break strongholds, to to grow as a husband, to grow as a man individually, as a son of God, and to grow as a father. And those are things that um, that we need more men to do. We need more men to, to identify areas in which they are weak and raise their hand and say, God, I can't do this on my own. Yeah. How hard was that for you to do when you were like, you know what, God, I surrender. Like this, I can't. I, I mean, can't. it's not hard when you're when you're beat up, when your back is against the wall. Oh, say that one more time. It's not hard when. It's not hard when you got your look, look by life, and you're you're backed up against the corner, and you have no options. It's like you, a dog wounded, backed up into the corner. You have no way out. You're gonna come out fighting, and you're gonna ask God to help you. 
give you strength to endure, and you're going to do all the necessary things you can to get your life right. So um, God should not, you shouldn't get to that point, but when you do, he is the answer. He is that option that you need. I love it. I love it. I love it. Like you said, it's it's not hard when, when you've done all you can. When you've done all you can, then all you do is just surrender, right? Oh, not all right. Oh, great question, Lisa. What are the particulars of a fast? Do you fast a certain number of hours? Great question. So when um, when anyone that joins my uh, the community that we're building, in your initial email, you get a description of all the different fasts um, from an Esther fast. The 21-day fast is typically a Daniel fast um, where it's just mainly fruits and uh, veggies and uh, some uh, fish and things like that. Um, but I really encourage every person a part of the group to really seek God's voice, right? on what they should be doing in this season. Because I may be able to give up one thing and it won't, and it, for me, it, it impacts me more than it impacts Marcus, right? Um, we encourage some people fast. Um, uh, they may fast from sunup to sundown. Uh, they may fast from eight to eight. It just, like I said, I really encourage everyone to really have that personal relationship with God. Yeah, we're doing this together, we're sacrificing together, but everyone is at different points in their journey. Right? I will definitely say, and my wife, like I said, she, she's the, the master this, she's the one that's running this. But I would say this, um, it's not really set hours and what it is, that's up to you and individual. Like I said, there's gonna be people that are experienced in this. They have no problems with fasting 24 hours a day. And there's going to be novice that it's going to be a little bit challenging, a little bit more difficult. So if you want to do four hours or five or six, hours, whatever feels comfortable with you, but make it purposeful and make it something that, you know, it's meaningful in your process and where you're trying to go with your faith and with your walk. Right, right. I kind of equate it to like when you give if and, you know, a person who five dollars is all that you have. And if you give that five dollars. Um, you've given so much more than a person who has, you know, abundance of money and they get $5. It didn't hurt them the same way it hurt that person who gave their last $5. So that's the analogy that, that I like to use when, we, when we're starting as the group, as a collective, going into a fast together. I'm like, you go to God and you really, you really decide what is going to carry the most weight of this sacrifice. And then that's what you commit to over this journey. And then we also encourage each other because sometimes we slip up. Sometimes we we may have a, a, we may give into those headaches that come sometimes when you first begin with your fast. You may still have things in your house that are tempting you, and you give in. Um, and so, and that's going to happen. And to me, I don't know what my wife. That's going to happen. You can follow up, but it's about getting back on. Right. We all going to fall short. We're going to all going to have our setbacks, but it's about not dwelling in the setbacks like oh well and give up no get right back on and say hey i made a mistake i fell short i had a little chocolate i said i wasn't going to get any chocolate or i wasn't going to have any soda or i wasn't going to have any sugar and i did so it's okay just get right back on the train just right, keep it right 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 and we are so big um about just encouraging everyone um and they come in the group they like y'all pray for me today because the struggle has been real oh, it's going to be difficult and and, and that's what i love about the community of beautifully broken and uncommon faith coming together um is it it's just really a group of us that are truly after the heart of god and knowing that we can serve god in our own freedom and in god's truth because my freedom and god's truth may look different than marcus's freedom my freedom may be able to i may be running around the church marcus may be sitting there but we're still worshiping in our own freedom and truth all right, guys, so we're going to get ready to transition to our poll question. Now, I wasn't able to put it up this week, so I'm going to put it up afterwards. But y'all know I'm always looking the at craziness. <laughs> and I can tell you with this poll question, this is pretty much in depth. Man, it's clear, cut, and dry. It's enough. Okay, guys, so our 15-year-old, um, when was it yet? So we had a little bit of downtime yesterday because soccer games got canceled because of the weather here. In, um, in the Houston area, work was canceled for some people. And so we had a little bit of unplanned downtime. So we were spending some time with the kiddos and my 15 year old put on a show called Extreme Sisters. And so there was this episode of Extreme Sisters where there were these two sisters, one was married. And um, so let me tell y'all this. 
So the poll question is going to be, would you let your sister sleep in the bed with you and your spouse? <laughs> Again, would you let your sister sleep in the bed with you and your spouse? So on this particular episode, the younger sister, she's she's the baby baby of the family. Um, she was living with her older sister and her husband. And the younger sister, she was not used to sleeping alone, even though she's 21 years old, I believe, 21 or 22. She's in her, her early 20s. And there would be some times where she would leave the guest room and go get in the bed with her sister and her husband because she didn't like sleeping alone. Bella, <laughs> so, would you allow your wife, sister, to come sleep in the bed with you First of all, my thing is this. If my wife asked me for her sister to sleep in the bed with me, I've already lost the battle already. Cause I'm like, my wife obviously thinks this is okay for her sister to come and get in the bed. Therefore, oh, my wife mom. is asking, hey, what's up, mom? Hey, mom. Uh, for my wife to ask me, say, hey, uh, babe, I know this might be a little weird, but I, my sister, she doesn't feel comfortable. She just wants to sleep in the bed. Uh, what? So the fact that my wife is even asking me for her sister to come in means my wife is okay with this. And this is something they've done. So I've already, like, I'm already outside the loop. So, right. So they have that. Now, you thought me and my sisters had a strong bond. So these sisters, they are extreme sisters. So if you guys are watching this, watch the replay. Definitely let us know what you think about this poll question. Oh, basically, I would be outside of the bed and they too would be in the bed. Well, the little sister, even at one point, this is when the husband on the show, he he said, you know what? You're going to have to, you're going to have to choose. Because last night, your sister got in between us in the middle of the bed. So she got in between her husband, her brother-in-law, and her sister. And she just says, hey, Lisa said that's a hell no for me. Yeah, um, it is. And the, the younger sister, she has a boyfriend, right? And um, the husband is like, why don't she go live with her boyfriend? But they don't want to live together. They don't want to shack. They don't want to live together until they're married. But the husband really put his he he made he made her choose, and the wife was kind of upset with the husband. She's like, I can't choose between you and my sister. That's what I'm saying. It's like if, for her to bring that to me, I'd even be thinking about it. They've done this, and it's like my wife obviously feels okay that her sister's okay being in the bed with us three. So now it's like I'm not only married to you, I'm also in a relationship to some extent with your sister are you okay with sharing me with your sister because that's basically what it is and some people and most men my some men might be shooting i'm cool with it two sisters <laughs> no, but, no. no but see me yeah, i'm no. like uh no I but my thing it was is a little far i thought it was a little far and it ain't no little far <laughs> i mean i thought that it was a bit far on but i had to remember the show that i was watching was extreme sisters right um, but they were so, I was like, I told my 15 year old, I'm like, they must be acting, but they were really serious, um, about their relationship, um, with these sisters. They're like, well, I don't know what to tell you. Cause the little sister was treating the master bedroom just like it was her bedroom because she was so used to, no um, being around her, like connected with her sister. Like that was her twin. So that's the problem. There's no boundaries. But I think that brings up a good question because we know sometimes family does get in between the married couple. I know when you first met me and my family, you were a little taken back. <laughs> you told me, like, didn't you talk to your sister yesterday? <laughs> well, I mean, it, it becomes with how you're raised and what your experience is. You know how my family is. And, hey, hey, mom. And uh, you know how her, 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 her family is. My family, like I said, I'm a, I'm an only child. I have oh I have two half sisters. Very good question, we're, Bob. We're not that close like that where we talk to each other every day. Don't shoot me. I'm just saying that's just how my family's set up. Whereas my wife is like they talk to each other a couple times a day, and I wasn't used to that. And so it was like she would be like, oh, I just talked to Gina, and like I'm going over to Gina's house, or she's coming over here, and 
they talking to each other again, and then they're sharing. I'm like, didn't y'all just talk to each other? Didn't y'all just see each other? So I, I admire them because they're close knit. They they support each other at all costs. They ride or die. If one shows up, everybody's showing. If one's if one's performing, everybody's coming to the show. Versus it's like with my family. If one's there, he's pretty much there. So Ama. So um um. What does the Bible say about this situation? Uh, yeah, it's pretty cut and dry what the situation is in the Bible. It's in, the bed is made for a man and woman, and a man and woman alone. It's not supposed to be shared. It's not a threesome. It's not a foursome. It's not a sister. It's not a brother. It's between a husband and a wife. So, yes, it's pretty clear, clear and dry. But I don't think this is more of a sexual thing. It was just more or less comfort, and they have this weird bond that they wanted to be together. and. Right. It, like I said, he was already in a losing battle. If the sister, if his wife was already like, hey, it's okay for, is it okay for, so this meant that this has happened before. Right, and he didn't say he wanted, like, when he had that conversation uh, with the sister, it wasn't that he wanted to put the sister out of the house. He wouldn't say like, your sister can't live with this anymore. He just said, your sister has to sleep in her room. And that's <laughs> the part that just blew me away. It's like, she's like, but why? Because uh, so she yeah. has a room. Exactly, exactly. Oh, so I know. I don't, before we close out, I know this is date night. Uh, this is date month, and I just date your mate, mate. Date your date, May. And so you know we're gonna have the show every week. I definitely want to hear from you guys where you've gone, how your date was, what y'all did. So if y'all can just chime in, and I, I'm really curious. Is and hey, it could be tips for us for our new locations different places, different venues, if it was a music, because for us, we're still trying to find a place with good live music, although in the midst of the pandemic, it is hard, but I'm just saying, if y'all have any tips, where y'all went, what y'all did, how it was, that's awesome. So I definitely want to know, my wife wants to know, so please share. Yeah, yeah. All month long. Also remember, God is not comfort and he'll be with her. He is, he is. And that's what the sisters have to understand. Hey, Ma. But I only think it was just a little far when the sister had a picture of her and her boyfriend in their master bedroom. I was like, okay, this is too far for me. But definitely, guys, we want to hear what are your what are some of your favorite places in to eat? We travel, we travel, we will travel for food. I know that's horrible, but we just like the experience to break bread and to fellowship. We've taken multiple people to our favorite restaurant, which is the Melting Pot. Some of them liked it. Some of them were like, whoa, what is this? And if y'all want to break it up as far as like different types of foods, like, you know, you have my love, my wife loves Italian food, mm-hmm. uh, Mexican food, you have Asian, whatever. So it's like we're open to anything. Barbecue, it doesn't matter. So if y'all got a place that's y'all spot. Oh, it, really quick. Tell yeah. me about the new place we're trying. The mix, it was like a. Um, Oh, it was a place that's over here in our neck of the woods in Sugarland. Um, I'm always trying to find new places now. Uh, this was a. Uh, it was like a Chinese and uh, indie pack. I don't want to be wrong in naming it this. I want to be politically correct, but it was like a. Um, it was actually like a Chinese bistro, and I think yes, it was. Yes, it is a Chinese it bistro. Was, it was called Ailing's Chinese Bistro, but mm-hmm. actually, when you go in and you're looking at the menu. It's not just strictly just Chinese. It's more of a mix. I call it because we've tried uh, indie. We went to an indie pack place, Mm. and this is similar to that. And uh, I call it Packanese because it has the similar in between. I know I'm sorry, but it's it's don't come us in the comments. It's in between Chinese and and indie food. And this is what it says online, really quick. It says a casual spot featuring a mashup of Indian and Chinese cuisines. In a comfortable setting, and so that's exactly what it when is. When I say they, they're not lying when they say this is a matchup, but it was really it's good. So good! Oh um, my gosh! So right? yeah, we love trying new spots. I advise you guys to get outside the box. Don't just go to Chili's. <laughs> Don't go to Red Lobster. Nothing wrong. We no, love the wrong, we love the Chili's. Try business. something new. Get out we there. Because we used to have our normal menu. Like you know what? Let's try some other places because. Other people have taken other places, made suggestions. We tried them. That's how we found the melting pot. That's how we find aliens. That's why we find these other restaurants and these eateries and little. But another thing, food trucks. 
gonna hit up the food trucks. They got a lot we're of food trucks. We're gonna have a whole food truck here. review for you guys. That's why we love Austin because they were like the food truck capital. Now it's moving down here to Houston, and I'm excited. So mm-hmm. please make suggestions. Try something new. Get outside of your box. And you'll be amazed at what you love and what you like. Um, who would have thought I would be eating Indian food? Ryan, I've even started cooking more Indian food, right? Hey, Ma, I tried Indian today, but uh, it was really good. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. Well, it's definitely uh, been such a... It's been fun tonight, right, babe? I know we were tired. We pushing. uh, We grinding right now, but it's definitely been so awesome spending this last hour with my boo here um, and share with you guys about the recap, our experience with our first show together, um, talking about Date Your Made Me, talking about the fast so we can level up spiritually and emotionally and grow in that capacity and then talking about this this hot mess poll question tonight so we definitely appreciate you guys and uh you know remember never settle always take it to the next level until next time guys be blessed bye